We're now joined by U.S. Congressman Rodney Davis. Congressman Davis, good morning to you. And uh, first Thanks. off, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna, just going to say good morning back to you guys. Yeah, Absolutely. exactly. Uh, well, I'm be, being rude, trying to get to it, but I know there's so much on the plate here. And uh, let's get started with uh, what's uh, the latest on the stimulus and everybody's working on some stuff. What's going to happen here? Well, I, I think the talks are at a, at a deadlock. And I've said this for weeks, that after the Democrats in the House decided to go it alone and put together a three-plus trillion-dollar wish list that even the most liberal reporters in Washington said it had zero chance of becoming law. They're still negotiating from the point that that should become law. Uh, they're not serious. And, and frankly, I think Mark Meadows and Steve Mnuchin have given on a lot of issues and tried to compromise. But I think the Democrats in Washington believe that if there's no deal, they get a political advantage out of it. And I, I think that's just devastating to, uh, to middle America. What kinds of um, executive actions do you think the president should take uh, if Congress can't uh, come to terms on a, a deal moving forward? Do you think he should, uh, I don't know, but use whatever executive authority he can to uh, you know, deal with the, the eviction issue from federal housing, to deal with the unemployment uh, issue, extending that past the deadline that was over the weekend, or uh, dealing with any of the other issues there may be, possibly in how um, already uh, doled out federal funds could be used by cities and uh, uh, you know, uh, state governments. Uh, what, what kinds of options does the president have to unilaterally act? Well, number one, I'm not a big fan of executive orders. I think they... Uh, they're uh, just a result of the failure of the legislative process to come together, like we did for four other coronavirus-related bills, where it was overwhelmingly bipartisan. But unfortunately, that may be the president's only choice. And I think all of those options that uh, you laid out are options that I think he's going to take into consideration, especially if the Democrats continue to stonewall any possible negotiation. We need to do something when it comes to unemployment, we need to do something to make sure that our, our small businesses have the employees they need to reopen in this economy, too. So these are things that I think he's going to try to address. Uh, what is really disappointing to me is that we have a lot. We have only 17 percent of the dollars that were meant for state and local government, for the local governments, more so, and state governments have been have been doled out by Governor Pritzker here in Illinois, according to an inspector general report. That is that is something that has to be corrected. We put $2 trillion of packages together with the direct, with, with the direct uh, expectation that we were going to see those dollars filtered down to our local communities that were hurting because their economies were shut down. Their local ta- tax revenue is down. For the governor to hold on to uh, 83% of those dollars uh, is something that needs to be addressed at the state level. And the governor uh, answered uh, that question when um, GOP members of Illinois' congressional delegation uh, put out that note Friday. It was uh, Friday back and forth, uh, which kind of missed the news cycle heading into the weekend. But, yeah, uh, Republicans were critical about uh, a very small uh, amount of the federal funds uh, that Illinois got actually being released. The governor responding, saying, hey, you know, the state budget has it spelled out in there. He expects the dollars to be uh, out before the end of the calendar year. Uh, is that not fast enough? We are in an emergency that the governor has declared. We passed this legislation back in March and April. We are in August. For him and and his administration to hold up those dollars based upon the state budget process being an excuse, we've gone way beyond our our 
our organized processes, and, and that just doesn't hold up. And another issue that the governor and his team have to address is the fact that the unemployment system run by the Illinois Department of Employment Security is actually not functioning anywhere near the way it should. My colleague, Mike Bost, he got a debit card for unemployment benefits, thousands of dollars on that debit card sent to him erroneously. And I had open office hours in Monticello yesterday. Had a constituent come in bringing me the debit card saying he never applied for unemployment benefits. I mean, these are things that have to be corrected. We gave the states hundreds of millions of dollars to give unemployment benefits to people who need them and apply for them. And I've got people who call me now say they can't get unemployment benefits, and they're mailing thousands of dollars of of benefit cards out to people who never applied. Yeah, but Congressman, isn't that coming, though, from people that have been victims of identity theft and scams? Well, I certainly hope not. I, I, I'm not aware from talking to Congressman Boss that he was ever a victim of identity theft and scams. And there was no mention of identity theft and scams when those benefits came to my constituent in came to my constituent in Monticello. Usually, identity theft victims and fraud and, and fraud schemes take the cards themselves. I I, I just don't understand well, an excuse. From, from the governor that, mm-hmm. that fraudulent schemes allow for cards to be sent to people who never requested them, and they don't go to those committing the fraudulent scheme. And, and the governor, um, it, when talking about this at uh, some point last week, uh, said he didn't quite, or maybe it was the week before, he didn't quite understand how somebody could go to a mailbox and snag the card before the person who's named on the card gets it. So I think that's that, that's how the scam might be working is – we don't know the scope of this. We don't know how many cards went well, out, right. how much money is involved. I, I would, before, before Greg and Chris, before we start immediately saying this is a scam where somehow, you know, we're going to have a mission impossible to go to every mailbox at any given time and, and take a card out that somebody may have in a fraudulent scheme put together. How about the governor actually goes in and does an audit of his own Department of Employment Security and figures out why these cards are being sent? Because it's too prevalent. It's happening to too many people and getting cards in the mail and bringing them to me at an open office hours because they, they've never applied for those benefits tells me there's some institutional problems with how they set the pandemic unemployment assistance program up at the state of Illinois. And Deloitte, who, is, who has the contract for that, which is millions of dollars, they have, some, they have some questions that need to be answered. And I certainly hope that we can have hearings in the Illinois General Assembly about this so we can get answers because those are federal dollars that are being utilized too with those cards. Well, and I would imagine there's going to be an impact on um, employers' unemployment uh, insurance taxes that they have to pay. Uh, and we have yet to see indication that the General Assembly is going to have hearings. Heck, there was supposed, well, supposed to be a, a Restore Illinois Commission uh, hearing uh, or a, a meeting yesterday uh, where I think uh, several people were talking about how they wanted to have IDES to answer questions and that was canceled. Uh, the Pritzker administration, I'm told, didn't offer anybody up to answer questions from lawmakers, even in a closed hearing of sorts. Uh, so we'll see wow. if we can get answers well, that's there. Pretty, that's pretty telling. If the administration won't even allow somebody from his own agency where thousands of dollars in cards are being sent to mailboxes of people who have never applied, uh, that tells me there's a little more to do with this than, than some excuse of a fraudulent scheme. 
Congressman, uh, something else going on today, uh, and uh, one reason I wanted to get you on is just to tell your constituents uh, where you're going to be today. You've got some open office hours. Tell us what that's all about and what you hope to hear from your constituency. Yeah, we've we've instituted our open office hours program again. We're following all the social distancing guidelines and CDC guidelines. So uh, we're going to be in Rochester from 10 to noon today at the Rochester City Hall. Uh, we were I did open office hours in Mount Zion uh, a few days ago, did them in Monticello and Tolono yesterday. Uh, unfortunately, we can't do our large gatherings, our open government nights that we have been doing before the pandemic hit and also had planned to do. But this is a way for my constituents to come in and talk about issues. And that's exactly what my constituent Monticello did to tell me about a card that he received for benefit, thousands of dollars of benefits that he never asked for. So where we've helped the veterans uh, work through their cases. We've helped people with Medicare problems. Uh, that's a perfect opportunity. If you're, you're not getting answers from your federal government or even the state government when it comes to IDES, come by and see us. Exactly. I was just going to ask about that, Congressman Rodney Davis, with us on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. You know, we have uh, on the local level, I know Mike Murphy and Tim Butler have heard uh, from a number of people that are still struggling with trying to get unemployment benefits and have been doing so since April in one uh, case. Have you seen or heard anything along those lines, too, at your meetings? Uh, I, I did not hear uh, at the last three stops we had, nobody came in to talk about they're, they're not getting unemployment benefits, but I have talked to folks on the phone uh, on a regular basis who have had many problems and some have just given up. And that's unfortunate, especially when we see benefits, uh, benefit cards being mailed to people who never applied for them. I mean, I, 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 I'm going to have to go figure out who in the federal government is paying the unemployment for Congressman Mike Boss because he got a card. And we'll have to, to see if we have a federal response to uh, to that happening. But those are the types of frustrations that really make, you know, this, the citizens of this state have been so impacted by COVID. Their lives have been turned upside down. And when we put together programs that allow for extended unemployment benefits and, and uh, sole proprietorship benefits, self-employed benefits, we expect the states who run the unemployment programs to put programs in place and do it right. The governor and IDS clearly are not doing it right now, and we need answers. Exactly. Congressman Davis, listen, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it, and good luck with the office hours in Rochester today. Hey, thanks, guys. Take care.